Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Clark and I are here on the podcast, Proverbs 27. Lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Here's the thing that I want to know though. You told a story a couple proverbs back and you used the language like this, that you went to the Caribbean. Do you normally say Caribbean or do you say Caribbean? When it comes when it comes to pirates, it's Caribbean. <laughs> when it comes to my cruise ship, Caribbean. I don't Luxurious know. Luxurious resorts, I'm going to the Caribbean. Jack Sparrow, Caribbean. <laughs> Well, I know this because what that's say like you, the, Bobby? That is like the summer movie I feel like that we watched uh, earlier this summer. But it is. I feel like you can't say Pirates of the Caribbean. No, that's definitely wrong. I mean, if you do, I'm sorry. But if you go on a cruise ship, you go on the Caribbean. Yeah. I wouldn't know. You've never taken me. Not so. yet, baby. <laughs> Daddy's anyway, that, going to take care of you. I just, time. I just <laughs> wanted clarity before we kept going. Once that all of our kids head. are sleeping through the night, we find someone brave <laughs> enough to watch them all. We will go to the Caribbean. I know. Okay. I'll plan on it when we're 65. Deal. Proverbs 27, you guys. Hey, way to go, by the way. Thanks for tuning in. Can you even believe it? 27. What wow. a blessing. I know. Okay. Look let's at that. jump in. Verse one. Do not boast about tomorrow. For you do not know what a day may bring. Ooh, that is loaded. I like this because it's saying, hey, you can still plan. Like, please, um, you know, look toward tomorrow and and look at your day and kind of lay that out and, and surrender it to the Lord. But understand, we don't control the day. We don't control the future. This actually makes me think of a psalm. No, no, sorry. A hymn. A hymn that we used to sing. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its clouds may turn to gray. Have you heard this song? Nope. Anyway. And Sounds good. It is it is really good. And it's just it's just a good song about being mindful of living where you're like actually being present, mind, body, and spirit where you are. And I and I think that this is a really good reminder for that, a good picture of that. What do you have here? Imagine if we did know the future. Can you imagine receiving bad news and having to slowly yeah. wait for the day to approach? Well, what a terrible thing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm really glad God did not make me Doctor Strange yeah. from Marvel. <laughs> me too. Not an Avenger, guys. I know it shocks you. But I would not want to know the future because, one, if you know, let's say, when you're going to die or someone else is going to mm. die or something sad is going to happen, every single day is going to be... Uh, a ticking timer of like sure. one more check means one more day towards the inevitable. And I feel like that just casts a massive shadow on your joy and the enjoyment mm-hmm. of the moment. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, when it comes to good things, I think surprises and celebrations would not be near as fun if you knew they were coming. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. God, thank you for not giving me the time stone and it's making true. me It's true. I mean, we can handle barely. I mean, the Holy Spirit through us, we may get 24 hours. And so bless yeah. that, you know, at a time. And that's enough. So thank you, Lord. Let help us not to boast about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Verse two, let someone else praise you and do and not your own mouth, an outsider and not your own lips. Yeah. Interesting. People stay away from self-promotion. It does not end well. Well, in a day and age where that's literally all we do on the internet, yeah. like, hey, 
look at this selfie I took. Hey, look at this concert I went to. Hey, look at my kids and their new haircuts. Hey, look at my, you know, and it's like. There's a mm. place and time for it within your community, but there does come a, a fine line where it's dangerous, it's unsafe, and it is building up a brand or a kingdom. Well, what's or your heart vanity. check in it? Yeah, like yeah. why am I posting this? Yes. I just think about Jesus talking to James and John. This is one of the more funny stories for me in the gospel, and there's great depth and beauty to it. But also, if I'm one of the disciples, I'm never letting James and John live this one down. When their mommy comes up to saying. Jesus and goes, hey, come on, boy, sit at your right and your left. Sit at your right Say, oh, look at James and John's mom. You know, mm-hmm. da, da, da. You could just see those guys getting it from all the rest of the guys. And Jesus mm-hmm. tells them, don't take a seat that's not you yours. You don't know what you're asking. Yeah. You don't know what you're asking. Mm-hmm. And eventually God will call you up when it's time. Yeah. And so stay away from self-promotion. When you are posting things about yourself and talking about yourself, Make sure the Holy Spirit, there's checking your motivation. Like, yeah. why am I doing this? And does God get in glory? Verses 3 and 4, it says, A stone is heavy and sand a burden, but a fool's provocation is heavier than both. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? What this is saying is the wrath of a fool is dangerous because, like, there's no governor. It gets bloody oh, and yeah. messy. So whether it's even verbal, like words are exchanged, and people are speaking without thinking, or it's, it gets physical. I've heard so many people say, mm. I don't know what just happened. I don't remember. Mm. Like, that wasn't even me. And that's the saying, like, don't even right. deal with this. Like, back up until people come back to planet Earth because it's not going to go while you're talking to a wall. And it's interesting because it says, like, jealousy is worse than anger here. Yeah. And the reason why is that jealousy is often unjustified and unreasonable. We start telling mm. these narratives in our head about like, oh, I bet they're thinking this. I bet they're telling so-and-so this or that about me. Mm. And look at what they're wearing and how they got it. I wonder. Da, da, da. And it's, it, it becomes fake. It's not even real. Where sometimes yeah. anger is based on like real events. Jealousy mm. is often birthed out of our storytelling in our head. And it's mm. just not good. It's not safe. God's saying avoid that too. Yeah. Who can stand before Yeah. That? You take verses five and six. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Uh Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Mm. (laughs) Kiss. When I think of kisses in the Bible, the the first thing that comes to my mind in the Old Testament is Absalom and Joab. And both of those guys were around King David's table and were constantly manipulating people, uh, giving the manipulative kisses. And then they're backstabbing everybody, and it's not good. And then in the New Testament, I think about Judas going to give Jesus a kiss on the cheek and say, like, hey, oh, here's, here's Messiah. Arrest him. Right. So, Kisses. yeah, I'm with the author of Proverbs here. Sometimes these sneaky, conniving people are yeah. giving smooches and bad news bears. That is why I think most of the time, sometimes we'll say that to our kids if they're being squirrely. I'm like, you sit down or I'm going to give you 17 kisses right now. Yeah, they run. (laughs) They run. They run real fast. (laughs) But I like the, I like verse five. Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is something that we are not walking in as a society. If you really love your friend, you'll be honest with them. And one of the things that I think we're doing right now is we're loving people hidden. We're not telling them the truth. We're not speaking the truth in love. We're not open to an open rebuke. We're not, we're not even offering an open rebuke. And I think sometimes, man, I can think back. I can think back to a handful of times when in my own story, that, that was the best way to love me was like questioning, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? And, uh, 
it, so we're just we're just prayerful uh, for the people who are around our kids and our kids' lives that they have like-mindedness and our values and speaking truth. Um, we pray that also for us and our adult friends that it's like, Hey, this is going on. What's going on here? You know, yeah. that there's like, there's actually open communication and dialogue. There's not some kind of, you know, Oh, we'll just, we'll just hide that away. And you know, it's okay. Hidden love. Um, no, we want to, we want to bless openly we want to talk openly we want to rebuke we want to receive and be able to share that with people openly let's keep going yeah verse seven verse seven and eight kind of jive together verse seven says one who is full loathes honey from the comb but to the hungry even what is bitter tastes sweet and here he's saying satisfaction and contentment with not only food but also experiences money material possessions is a great great gift Mm -hmm. and so satisfaction contentment self-control always a good thing. Verse eight, it talks about people who are not really content and satisfied and they kind of hop around. It says like a bird that flees its nest is anyone who flees from home. And so here I'm saying, Mm. don't be a hopper. And whenever I say this, I have that old dish uh, network, the old cable television. Get the hopper, (laughs) get the hopper. Don't be a hopper, whether it's church or school or work. And what I mean by this is get in a community, establish your roots, be here for the long run. Don't be a consumer and say, what can I give? Um, mm. I didn't just sniff them out of a crowd. When I talk to someone, they're like, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. I'm really excited to be here. The sermon was great. Our church is awesome. And I'm like, where are you from? They tell me. It's like, ah, you're going to be here for a good three months and bounce to the next place. Mm. It always makes my heart sad. I've even told people to go back to the place they came from. I'm like, yeah. dude, that church needs you. Come on, mm. get back there and, and like spill right. your heart give what you got because um, you've got an important part to play. And I think too, just part of our family story here, that's part of why grandpa and grandma were such a blessing to Emmanuel is because they came here in 1971 and they simply stayed put. I think there's something about consistency and just showing up that, that, that more people need. Mm. And so I get, you know, if you have your, you retire and you have grandkids born far away, you want to be by family. I get some of that, but when you have poured your life into a, a community and you have networks and relationships and a reputation that you can use for the glory of God and helping other people, especially non, non-Christians, get connected. Don't hop. Don't flee. Don't run. Stick to the mission and just trust that God's going to use you greatly. And oftentimes, some of the years where there may have appeared to be little to no fruit that seed was dormant. And now maybe and this next season is when that seed's bursting to life. And it's going to be incredibly fruitful because you've walked the walk, you've talked the talk, you've stuck to the rhythm of life and routine, you've had integrity and character, and now you're freed up to, to really love people well. Don't be a hopper. I mean, so many people have caught on to the vision too. I think about people who have just settled like here around church in Paramount, John yeah. Katrina Hamill, you know, the DeBees, the Stellingworths, where it's like, wow. Zyderbarts, what a, yeah. That's amazing. Bausmas, yes. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, what a special thing um, that God's been able to do through, through commitment. Yeah. So praise God. Nine and 10. Let's go there. What's this talking about? Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family and do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. What the author is saying here is don't assume Mm -hmm. that your biological family is going to be the most helpful and caring when your life hits the fan. Mm. Basically, you have to sit back and reflect on who's in my life, 
who's present, mm. who's been reliable. I, I want to be there and I need, I need them to help me right now and I'll be there for them as well. Yeah. And so sometimes we just take advantage or don't even give the time to think about who God's placed in our life. And that again, gift of consistency has been so good. Yeah. I felt like I'm going to put you on the spot here. No, I feel like there's some movie it's like a rom-com you picked a while back. We were watching and it was like classic this, they wanted to marry this person. They were, you know, head over heels, they thought for them. And then they didn't realize that their best friend was sitting there by them the whole time. And you're like, why aren't you getting married to your best friend? Because you two like know each other from the in and out. There's inside jokes. And mm. sorry. So what are you saying? What that? movie was it? There was some, I watched a romantic comedy. I don't know. I am seeing the picture. Is it a boy? Is the girl getting married it or was, a boy getting married? I don't know, but there was a boy and it was a girl. Was it the girl getting married to the guy from like Scotland? Yeah. What is that? The McDreamy guy. <laughs> I don't No, the McDreamy guy was the friend, but he was he really wasn't a great guy. I know. But uh, but they were good it. friends. All right, never mind. <laughs> Retract this. I'm not going to edit this. We're going the, back. The one time Clark let me pick a movie that wasn't an action movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you want to watch Braveheart? Watch yeah, James Gladiator. Bond James no. Bond, Born Identity. Let's keep going. Okay, 11, 12, 13, 14. What's going on here? Just, uh, just go to solid verse four, stuff. 14. It's funny. It's just, it's kind of funny stuff. If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, <laughs> it will be taken as a curse. Oh ha! my. You guys, this actually does apply because we have some kids that, that they're morning. They're morning kids. And we've got some kids that just, they are just not. And mm. so we, one time, really quick story, we had gone back to the Midwest and one of, one of our kids woke up. This was a couple of years ago. And so this individual child is probably like, what, five or four? Yeah, yeah, maybe five, yeah. And a really excited cousin showed up. Yep, really excited cousin shows up. And um, our little one is eating breakfast, like head down, hair all over the place, like just barely even able to chew, like just woke Keep up. Keep their like, eyes <laughs> open. Their voice sounds like this. And uh, the cousin was just... What are you going to do today? How'd you sleep? What'd you dream about? Hey, what kind of snack do you want? Hey, I have a waffle too. Do you hey. drink 2% milk or whole percent milk? What is it? Just excited. And we're, mind you, the time change, dude and we're just waking up and so, and so this person like third time the cousin goes hey i'm eating a waffle too and this our kid turns over and just says yeah you already said that you've already said that <laughs> and, and it was just silence everyone in the room kind of looked we're and like, we all just started dying laughing <laughs> nobody talked. all right so hey, hey here's your advice don't talk loudly and don't bless your neighbor loudly in the morning because they'll be like oh they're cursing me right now i know these are good though even oh though, yeah but okay. after this comes one of the most famous proverbs in the whole bible verse 17, 17. as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another mm. so if you think about a blacksmith hammering sparks are flying metal and steel are being solidified it's like wow. Is that Here, what's here's an, yeah, as iron sharpens iron, they're get they're building it up, and just know this doesn't have to be a dysfunctional tension. It can mm. actually just be intentional accountability. So yeah. sometimes that friction and the sharpening seems like ooh, like it's really tense. Well, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. It can just be intentional questions. Hey, like how are you doing? How can I pray for you? Like, where have you sinned? If this is someone that's in your small group or as accountability partner, these are the things you got to bring up so you can mm -hmm. continue to hone your, your craft and your skill. But at the end of the day, 
walk in the spirit and not in the flesh so that you are becoming like Jesus, they're becoming like Jesus and everybody around you is going to be blessed. Hmm. That's good. What's going on? You want to talk about 18? Yeah. 18 is kind of talking about like honoring God with, with our life. And it says the one who guards the fig tree will eat its fruit. And whoever protects the master will be honored. There's this famous mm-hmm. proverb and sermon actually from Charles Spurgeon. I bring him up a lot. I do enjoy his his old sermons. I mentioned many of the ways that our master may um, be honored by his servants. Mm-hmm. And it's like we are honored in our master's honor. It's like when God's glorified, we actually get to experience some of that glory because of how great God is and us being mm-hmm. made in his image. We're honored when God seeks and approves us. Again, we are living a life following Jesus, and one day you stand before him. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. There's approval there. We're honored when we're given more to do. Think about the parable of the talents. You're given skills or abilities, resources, or even just the ability to connect Mm. and network with people. When you get more given to you, that's a blessing from God. His favor is on you. Keep going, and he's going to continue to give you more. We're honored in the eyes of our fellow servants, like when we follow God and try to give the attention to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so what happens is like as you spend time with God and your heart becomes like his, it's that change from the inside out that happens. And that's what the next verse gets at. Because as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Who you are on the inside will eventually be made known by our outer life. And so we can all, you mm. know, put up a face for a moment or for a little while or a right. short season. But in time, the true motivations and desires of our heart are going to come out in the way we talk and treat other people, the way we conduct ourselves. And if Christ is deep in your heart and you're spending time with him, you're going to continue to be a blessing and be a blessing to those around you. Just don't bless your neighbor loudly in the morning and you're going to be okay. <laughs> all right. You'll be all right. Yeah, and God's good. a God of life. And you can take verse 20 because (laughs) it talks about death. Death and destruction are never satisfied and neither are human eyes. And so if you go all the way back, you guys, all the way back to the beginning, this is what got Adam and Eve in trouble. And this is what continues to just be uh, uh, really the curse that follows us too. Um, We we have, you know, an insatiable appetite. That's And it's not for an apple. It's not for fruit. But it's this desire, you know, that we know best, mm-hmm. that we can decide for ourselves. Um, we want what we don't need or we cannot have. And so when you think back to the garden and just that those initial questions, the questions that were questioning God, that were questioning Yahweh, those were not um, random questions, you know, and same thing. And same thing in your life, you know, the things that are tempting you, you know, out of commitment or out of contentment or away from godliness or to not abide with the Holy Spirit. Those are not random. That's actually like tap. Those are things from our disordered desires that the evil one uses. It taps into these questions in our hearts. You know, is God really good? Did he really say? And uh, so praise be to Jesus Christ that he lived the way that he lived, that he yeah. died the way that he died, and he rose again so that Holy Spirit can guide us because otherwise we're done. My goodness. Yeah. 21, the crucible for silver and the furnace for gold. But people are tested by their praise. Yeah, man. I say, notice like gold and silver are not refined in a comfy bed, a bubble bath, a hot tub. They're in the refiner's yeah. fire. They're in a furnace. Right. And so when you look back at your life and you see, when have I grown? It's most likely been in really hard and difficult seasons. And so that's that refiner's fire. When we go through difficult times, 
if we seek the Lord in it, you have an opportunity to to grow and become stronger and better for it. And because so because you're saying people tested by their praise, it's kind of like the picture here is like, are you only praising when you are life getting is good exactly or, what you want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then basically, mm-hmm. there's three different interpretations of this proverb. The first that you may know what a man is or a woman are who is by the way that they bear praise. And so how do they receive mm. um, encouragement right. and blessing, praise, worship, you know, unfortunately in our world. A second, you may know what a man or a woman is by the things they praise. Like what are they turning their attention towards and what are they giving the, um, the focus on? Okay. Thirdly, a man who treats praise as a finding pot, treats silver and gold, purges it of unworthy substances. That comes from a theologian by the name of Morgan, who's basically saying pay attention to what you praise and worship. Um, pay attention mm-hmm. to how you receive praise. Uh, accolades and attention Hmm. and just remember that in all of this that that goodness and greatness are really cultivated and grown in difficult seasons crucible for the silver and furnace for the gold there needs to be a refiner's fire that occurs kind of like going back to iron sharpening iron so one person sharpens another and lastly we're not going to read all the verses but verses 22 through 27 are talking about our relationships and how we relate to each other and so Mm. take great care and be aware of what's happening in the lives of those around you especially those people who have been entrusted to you Mm. so if you're a parent obviously what's going on in the life of your children are you spending time with them if you're an elder or a deacon or a grandpa or a grandma or a very influential neighbor in the neighborhood um you got to pay attention to what's happening around you. And God's called you to be a shepherd of the flock to some extent and know Mm -hmm. your people. How can you bless them and love them and uh, trust the Lord will have his way. Amen. That's good. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here. You guys, Proverbs 27, we're over and out. You guys, uh, it's been a joy to walk through the Proverbs And um, I don't know about you, but I hope that your heart's just softening toward God's word and these routines that you're establishing in your daily Bible reading are really going deep with you and in your community at home or at work or whatever it is. So thanks for joining us. And we'll be back again tomorrow with Proverbs 28. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.